Good evening. I'm Angela Kokot, your host for On Point this evening. Well, to say yesterday's postponement by NASA of its Artemis 1 launch was disappointing would be an understatement. The highly anticipated return to the moon's surface will have to wait. But for how long? Dr. Jesse Rogerson, astrophysicist and assistant professor, York University, joining us this evening. Professor Rogerson, thanks so much for your time this evening. No worries. Thanks for having me. Tell me how excited you were to be able to watch this launch yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty excited. This is, as you say, it's the highly anticipated return to the moon, or at least the beginning step, right? It it was an uncrewed um, test flight that was supposed to occur. And from from my personal perspective, like I wasn't around in the Apollo era. I didn't get to watch any of those Saturn V lift off from Cape Canaveral and that international excitement that that was felt at the time of of big tech big rockets humans going to the moon all of that i didn't get to feel that right i wasn't around for it i've read books i've watched movies i've done all the all that i could so for me personally i was sort of looking at it that way i'm like oh this is you know this is my time this is our time this generation's time to get sort of caught up swept up in that and now i wouldn't say that i i've lost that because you know test flights are test flights. But, you know, there's a little bit of disappointment that we didn't get to see that first flight uh, yesterday. But, you know, I'm optimistic that sometime soon we will. I am older than you, and I do remember those launches and how exciting it was. It did get to a point where people just thought, oh, yep, there goes another rocket, which (laughs) is so unfortunate. So I think the lapse in time made this even more important. Just remind my listeners, you're right, it was a test flight, unmanned, but Mm -hmm. the, the significance of this particular flight... Right. So this was so this was the Artemis One mission. It was a full stack dress rehearsal launch to the moon and back with no people on board, basically testing out all of the tech, pushing all of the tech to its limits um, so that you could prepare for sending humans. So you're, you're talking about the, the rocket system, which is called the Space Launch System, the SLS, as well as the Orion crew capsule, which sits on top. And then also like emergency services, like the the ejection seat at the the ejection pod at the top, all of that stuff. So the goal here is you put it out to the, you go out to the launch pad, you fill it up with the fuel, you launch it off to the moon, it goes to the moon, orbits around for a little while, and then comes back. Nothing's landing on the moon um, robotically or anything like that. And, And the goal here is, uh, how do the communications work with the Orion capsule? How does radiation get measured? How much, how much radiation is measured inside the crew capsule? Um, what about um, how much heavy lift did you generate? How much thrust did you generate? And very, at a very important step also is the return. How, how well will the Orion capsule deal with coming from the moon at 45,000 kilometers an hour, entering Earth's atmosphere, uh, the heat shield, how will that hold up and getting the, the, craft down to the surface again safely. All of that needs to be tested, needs to be pushed to the limits, and they need to be absolutely sure of it before they put humans on board to do the same thing on the next one, Artemis 2. So that, that was the point of this launch. Uh, it's a dress rehearsal, basically. So an important dress rehearsal, and unfortunately, in the past, we've seen launches scrubbed because of weather. You know, they only have a particular weather window. But this was because of... Uh, situation, temperature problems with the engine, remind my listeners. Absolutely, yeah. So this was, they started the morning off with some really nasty weather. 
but the weather, I've heard mixed reports on this because uh, the there's sort of two things here. The weather was poor, but whether or not the weather would have scrubbed the mission if there were no other issues, I'm not 100% sure on, um, because I have heard reports that even if they had no issues, they might have had to scrub anyway, because the weather was nasty. Lots of clouds, rain clouds, and some lightning clouds. So anyway, the, but the technical issues, the one they, they can control is, they had a few, actually. There's a few issues, mostly related to uh, fueling. To t- it's called tanking, where you're, you are filling up. The, when the rocket is sitting on the, the launch pad, they don't fill it up with fuel right like the night before or two days before because that fuel is highly volatile, uh, liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen. And so they have it stored in highly, really, really cold tanks off, off the rocket, and they pipe it in right before launch. And so while they were filling up the rocket, they noticed a, a whole slew of errors um, and issues going on with both the main tank and some, uh, some extra tanks, uh, notably Engine 3, had a venting issue where, and so all of this to say that the, the fuel wasn't getting into the rocket properly, not at the right temperature or the right pressure. And that's a dangerous situation where if you're not filling it up and you don't know why it's not filling up properly, this, this fuel is very combustible. It's very dangerous. And even though there's no crew on board right now, you don't want to have that issue pop up when there's crew in the future, right? So they made the call that since they're, they're not sure what the issues are with the fueling, uh, it's leaking, basically. Uh, they need to scrub and they need to analyze the data of where the leaks are, how the leaks are occurring, and make sure they, they're, I guess, for a better way, uh, lack of a better way of saying it, those leaks are plugged before they go for another uh, attempt on launch. My guest is Dr. Jesse Rogerson, astrophysicist, assistant professor, York University. We are talking about the uh, postponement of Artemis One launch. So they're going to have to check all this out. But mm-hmm. they've got what kind of a window now to be able to turn things around and feel confident that they can try this again? Well, uh, yeah. So, I mean, originally... The, the launches that the sort of launch windows they had were Monday was the first one, and then they have this one this, this Friday coming up. I, this, is, this is just a personal opinion. I have no like inside track on what's going on in NASA. I have a feeling that the Friday launch is a little generous, meaning I don't know if they're going to hit it because a f- Friday morning is only like two days away at this point. It, it's, not, it's not very far from now. And they, the issues that they were into, talking about with these leaky, the leaky fuel lines, getting everything filled up properly, those are some pretty, pretty complicated issues. And they, they seem to indicate at the press conference the, the following after, or Monday afternoon, they indicated that they weren't sure what was going on. So to be able to turn that issue around, maybe they will, maybe they won't. They're working on it today for sure. That makes me call into question the Friday morning launch, although it's still possible because they did say at their press conference the Friday morning launch is still in play. So if everything goes well, Friday morning, we would see Artemis 1 take to the skies. Now, if that doesn't happen, they did also mention that this could slip to mid-September or later as they troubleshoot this. And that's why I'm a little not confident in the Friday morning launches because they're, they're starting to talk about delaying a couple of weeks. Now, to be fair to NASA, like, you know, going into space is not easy and you want to be sure you get these things right, even if they take longer than you expect them. And the moon isn't going anywhere, so there's always going to be a new launch window at some point in the future. Uh, when this actual mission will launch, I'm hoping for Friday, I, I'm, a little, I'm, I'm a little pessimistic that we're going to hit it. So much is riding on this. I mean, <laughs> NASA's future, we, we know that uh, private 
individuals have been looking at space launches, SpaceX and everything else. So how important then is it for NASA to be able to truly get this off the ground? Well, I mean, it's, it's important. I would say that NASA isn't entirely competing with the commercial market, like with SpaceX. Like if you're saying like, you know, there's pressure from the commercial market, like SpaceX, Blue Origin, Virgin Galactic. In fact, NASA is really uh, propping them up in, in, a, in a, they're, they're funding a lot of what they're doing. Uh, but in terms of, I mean, SLS, if you look through the, the history of the space launch system development, which started in like 2010 or something like that, 2011, they've had a long, long um, road to get here full of old cost overruns and, and time management issues. So it's important for NASA to get off the ground just to show that they can do it. That being said, I am always okay with NASA or CSA or whatever space agency taking the time to get it right, even if that means spending more money. So they, it's important for them to get it off the ground, but they shouldn't rush it. And I, and that's the, I think the key to this story is that they're not rushing it. They are making sure they're going to do it right. You see the same, the same thing with the launch of the James Webb Space Telescope last December, where that was, a, that was project was overrun by almost a decade. So, but they did it right. And that is one of the most successful space telescopes ever launched. So that's the key is doing it right. They, they will get it off the ground. Um, They may not do it as soon as they hoped, but it is important for moving forward because NASA is shifting from low earth orbit where the international space station is off to the moon and Mars. And so this is the, this is a key step. Great perspective. Uh, Dr. Jesse Rogerson, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Jesse Rogerson, astrophysicist and assistant professor, York University.